We are back now. Yes, we are back. Literally back. We had to check some things, and um, you know, <laughs> had to uh, do it. Do it again. You know, I'm gonna text my father and say it's up now. Uh, my boss, actually, the owner, she's like, I'm gonna check it on my phone. And boom, there it is. So I heard it coming through like crazy. So yeah, I'm there. I'm with my good friend Carly. Hi. Well, hello. Yes, Miss Yellow and Black Attack, man. I'm, I'm going to say it again. She's got this fly outfit on, okay, from head to toe. I mean, she's looking real good, you know, and everything else. She also works in the adult industry. Yes, she was on last week for those that follow me. And yes, she's on this week because she said, you know what? I'm in town. Let's do this. So I said, you know what? I ain't got a problem with that. I bring back people for whatever reason I bring them back. But you know what? She makes it really good, especially when she talks in the microphone happening there yeah okay yeah and in the uh food industry and stuff like that we say heard which means that you actually heard the command okay so okay heard good to know <laughs> yeah and uh we're back so uh my subject of the day and i haven't done this one i don't think ever in my career but i'm gonna do it today and that is um we're gonna talk about things that we can't say or do anymore that we used to do back in the day. Say it again. We're going to talk about things that we cannot say or do now that we used to do before. Let me give you an example. If you watch any 70s, 80s sitcom, movie, because I love history. I like watching the evolution of TV since I'm a radio TV film major. How you know the films look, the texture... And definitely the language, the lingo, styles, you know, it dates that production, obviously. But you can't, like, do the N-word, but they did all that back in the day. It was funny, you know, like on sitcom, you know, in this, in there, everybody's laughing. You do that now, we're going to march outside, we're going to protest, throw rocks at you, and have a few reverends come down and pray for you, you know. <laughs> you know, we can't do certain things anymore. When I was doing comedy, I could say anything when I was on the comedy circuit. I could say... Whatever was on my mind, and people would laugh. Now it's like you can't say this or do that because transgender people get mad. You know, gay people get mad. You know, black folks get mad. You know, minorities get mad. Women get mad. It's like we can't do a lot of things that once we thought were funny or amusing or accepting to the degree where people weren't as offended. But now, I mean, if you talk about the bathroom situation in schools, you know, they throw rocks at you. You talk about certain political aspects. They want to hang you and, and, and call you names and stuff like that. What's going on with our culture these days? I know. It's like you can't say anything or, like, in fear of being sued or, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like crazy. People are just freaking out over things. And, and really, I think that a huge issue is, like, if you're an adult and, and you just see something you don't like and you can't simply turn your head the other way, yeah. it bothers you so much that you have to just make a huge, massive deal about it, then you have a serious problem. You really do. Like, <laughs> if you can't coexist with other people and just, if you see something you don't like, just don't look at it. Just ignore it. Whatever. Then you're going to have a lot 
happier life. <laughs> you know, you'll, you you won't be mad all the time. You, you won't be mad. And on top of that, you know, people, and, and there should be a line to cross. And I get that because we want to be entertained. We don't want to be offensive. I learned that in comedy, too. We want to entertain. We want people to laugh. We, we don't want to blatantly come out and, and you know, get on someone because they have a disability or something like that. You know, get on somebody because they're a minority, whatever. You know, and there are jokes you can say that even they will find funny if they can relate to it. But we don't want to offend people. But I'm here to tell you, Dave Chappelle on SNL was, um, you know, they're trying to protest him because of what he said about the Jews or what Kanye said about it. He was not really offending uh, producing Kanye stuff. He was kind of like, well, he said it, but at the same time, check this out kind of stuff. He's a comic. At the end of the day, he's a comic. He's there to make you laugh. And some things will be offensive, but some things he's being truthful about, too, because comedy is truth. Long story short is, you know, we didn't have to cancel people because of what they said. In the 70s and, and 80s, if you look at the shows, they just said it. I mean, uh, the show um, with Archie Bunker in it, you know, All in the Family, Carol O'Connor, he was the world's first open, quote, bigot. He offended everybody. And he had the number one show. He called Asian people, you know, bad words. And, you know, every now and then he skirted the issue of black folks and stuff. But it was written that way. And he got laughs. And the show didn't get canceled. It stayed through the 70s, damn near to the 80s, of him offending people. Well, the thing about it is it's like people should just realize, like, it's a, it's a fake scenario. It's not real. It's not, like, you can laugh at things like that. Who cares? It's not really happening, you know? Yeah. It's, you, a, it's a show. It's all written. At you the know? end of the day, Yeah. And I, I know people shouldn't, you know, because the Holocaust and stuff like that, yeah, that was some real stuff. I mean, that was, that's horrible what happened. And we talk about it. I don't think really you can find something comedic about that. But of, you can't deny that sometimes you see a little messed up meme about the Holocaust and it makes you laugh. For some people. I mean, because. Okay. I, I, I mean, it's I mean, just me. I mean, it's not I, funny, but it happened, and we can't change that. Yeah, some people will find humor in that, and they will. For whatever reason, they'll find humor in some of the craziest things, and you have that right Hitler to do jokes that. are funny. I mean... What? Hitler jokes are funny. I mean... Oh, I yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hitler, hell, yeah. You talk about that, that jerk, you know? Yeah, you can definitely get away with it. You know, everybody's like, yep, this is funny, and that's funny, you know? Uh, when Michael Jackson had on his, his uh, black outfit, he had, like, a red armband like the Nazis would have. But he never put the Nazi, you know, side of swastika on there. But if you look at it, it, it is an SS uniform that he had on, and he no one said anything about that. I'm like, Michael, that's kind of close to, you know, the bad people's uniform. But he wore it. No one protested out of his house. You put it on now, I guarantee you someone's going to throw rocks at you. You know? Jokes about Michael Jackson being a pedophile are funny. Not going to lie. You know, some people, <laughs> some, hey, some folks, they... And I don't touch that subject because, A, it's a bad subject either way you look at it. And, and, B, you know, there's no really winners in that. And the thing is, you know, I don't. I wouldn't find that to be humorous. I wouldn't even, you know, attempt to say something like that. But if people want to find that funny in their own way. Well, if you go on Reddit, you can see, you know? like, just the weirdest thing. It's, like, things that shouldn't be funny, but they are funny. Yeah. It's just like dark humor is is, a, is huge. Dark humor is huge. I tell you what, uh, my grandfather, when he passed away, uh, you know, everybody's sad and stuff. You know, he lived almost to be 91 years old. I love the man. Miss him to this day. Um, you know, my father got up there and said something about how he liked this, like that. He goes, and he loved women. And we, the whole church just cracked <laughs> up. I mean, it's like a wave of... 
I was like, did my father really say that? You know, I'm trying not to laugh and cry at the same time. I'm kind of sad. I'm like, looking at my aunt. She's like, your father said it. Well, I was like, yeah, he just said that in front of all in God's house. But hey, it, no, there was no lies about it, okay? Okay? He didn't lie about it. Just, you got to know my grandfather. <laughs> Everybody's like, you laughed at a funeral? Sure did. We laughed inside of a funeral. I laughed at another funeral. I laughed at one other funeral. Because it was about that person, and it was funny. Yeah, I mean a funeral. I mean it's just about like uh remember like remembering the, you know the best times with them stuff like that. You know that's that's acceptable. Yeah, because they were good times, and it, it breaks up what's what's happening. You know, on top of that, you got to remember those good times and stuff like that. But there's still a, a group of people out there saying you can't laugh at a funeral. Like, yes, you can, because that person used to laugh. You know, we yeah, laughed. They used to laugh too. What the heck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, and they, they enjoyed the times that they laugh. You know, life is about having fun. But, man, there's cer- certain things that they write that you people say it's offensive or certain things that they're going to tell you in a disclaimer. We're going to say this. Even if they warn you, it's still wrong. And people still write in. But they tell you it's going to be in here because this is kind of what's happening in the show. And there's protests. Actors are losing money. They're getting, you know, booed and, and things thrown on them. But 20 or 30 years ago, it was funny. What happened to our culture? It is really weird. <laughs> it's definitely really weird to think about. I mean, yeah. Nobody likes to have to worry about what they say is going to offend somebody. I mean, yeah. To the point that it causes mass panic. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. And I'm here to tell you, more people want to be entertained. They want to laugh. They want to have a good time, you know. And like you said, you got those those elements of people that will find the darker side funny. Like, eh, that's too clean for me. I want to hear this. I want to see that. And there is, and there are channels um, for people to get that entertainment. I mean, cable's got everything these days. And if you can't find them on cable, you got... Um, you know uh, Hulu and stuff like that that kind of says if you pay for it you get this and don't get me started on YouTube because YouTube's got everything oh under the sun oh my gosh so, you YouTube know, you know yeah. Netflix and stuff like that everybody's going to on demand TV and there are individual channels among the individual channels that aren't as big as the ones I mentioned but they have a subscription that people buy and say this is what you want to watch you paid for it there you go so they're there but I'm just trying to figure out where the line was, like what sparked this revolution of I can't say that anymore and I can't laugh at that anymore, where at one time you could. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, even just weird things as, like, now since COVID's happened, it's, like, socially unacceptable to cough in public. Well, you you know, what about all the people who have asthma and, like, allergy issues and stuff like that? They're just being shamed because of COVID in public. Like it's always, it's like the way people look at you. It's like, what are you doing on the streets? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing outside? That was the twenty twenty. It's twenty two, almost twenty three, and people aren't as jittery when it comes to coughing in public. My neighbor has always had a chronic cough all of her life. Her mother, uh, I'm friends with her daughter because she is a teacher and stuff like that. We're close to the same age. And she takes her mom to the doctor, and this is during COVID and stuff. And she says, Mom, people are looking at you while you're coughing. Well, it's a cough she can't get rid of, and it's nothing related to anything. 
that's that's how I felt during COVID because my my whole life as a kid and everything, I've always had a lingering cough. Yeah. And it's during COVID, it was really hard. It's like I'm not sick. I don't have COVID. Stop looking at me like I'm. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm the omen or something. They looked at you like you were a leper. They're yeah. like, oh my god, she's, she's coughing, me. you know. And so when she told her mom that, you know, because she didn't recognize people looking at her, but I don't think she even cared. She's like, you know, I'm here in the doctor's office for another problem. And they're looking at her. She goes, are they really looking at me because I'm coughing? She turned around and said, yeah, mom, they're looking at you. She goes, well, next time I cough, I'm going to stick my tongue out. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. She knows she ain't got it, but everybody else was thinking, well, you got it. She's like, no, 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 I don't have that. And people did that. Now they're saying like, okay. You know, if you sneeze, you know, please cover or at least go the other way with it. But two years ago, that cough got you eyeballed, did it not? <laughs> I still feel like it kind of does. Like, it's still kind of, usually around just elderly people, mostly. They just like, give you, like, a stink eye. Yeah, I would say the older generation is really going to look at you funny where the younger generation is. They just cough and go on, you know? In fact, uh, in some restaurants, people, this is kind of weird to me. People say they don't wear gloves when they handle food. When I work in restaurants, I wear gloves. Hold on, I'll let you speak on that. But I wear gloves because I just feel it's, you know, hands aren't touching things. The gloves are touching the food. makes me feel better. Hopefully when I see people preparing my food, they have gloves on. But he was actually using his finger to check the temperature. We're like, what are you doing? Well, I'm checking the food. I wash my hands. Well, we don't know that. And on top of that, people have to consume this food, you know? I turn around and say, hey, man, quit fingering my food. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I said that. I mean, really what it is, is it's, it, it all depends on what the local health department's regulations are from yeah. different s- states and counties. So they, they they just have different policies. And I really think you should wear gloves. That's like, my, you really should. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe there's certain instances where uh, if, you, if you're at risk of getting oil on your glove and it melting to your hand... Maybe, yeah. maybe for whatever, but like not actually touching the food, you know. Yeah. Like maybe if you're gonna drop a basket, take your glove off in case it splashes some oil. <laughs> well, we need, but like, I yeah, I think people should wear gloves when they're touching food. We need to do a show on, on that, you know, like hygiene in restaurants. Because I'm telling you, some places like yeah, we don't wear gloves, but we make sure everybody washes their hands. No. And you know, years ago, gloves were never required. They were never required in restaurants. That's weird to think. I mean, I used to be a manager at McDonald's, and I saw people just being disgusting making food. And it's like, you know, as much as you can say, okay, yeah, they have their gloves on and stuff, but they're just a dirty person working here. You know, there's a lot of that, too. It's like, take a shower before you come to work, you know? Take a shower, wash your hair, and put it up. That's that's one of the things you do. Wear a hairnet. Who wants hair in their food? Come on. Basic grooming. You know? Yeah, basic. Come on, people. The bottom line here, think about it. Would you eat there and stuff like that? And nowadays, they put more emphasis. Even some people wear masks, um, not because of COVID, but because they're just in the uh, restaurant place for the extra layer of protection from the food getting from where it's prepared to, you know, the person. But I'm here to tell you, when I first started working in, in pizza back in the day, when I was at Chuck E. Cheese, and by the way, people, I was actually the rat, Okay probably where my entertainment career started <laughs> what are you laughing you were the rat, I was the rat. <laughs> nice literally you know call the rat pack with i was a rat okay i made pizza in the back and i put the costume on we had birthdays and stuff like that yep that was me and nobody wore gloves 
Nobody. We, we washed our hands. Yes. Did people see us wash our hands? There was a sink there for you to see them do that. So that was in the when they went in the back, came out and dripping wet our hands. No, you seen us put soap on our hands and wash it. And no one had a problem with that. But I'm telling you, these yeah. days, if you just walk out there and you get a sandwich and you had your fingers in it, I guarantee you someone's like, I'm not going to eat that. But you ate it 10 years ago or almost 15 years ago. Go figure, right? Yeah. Quit fingering our food, people. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah. Going to go to commercial here. Going to go to uh, play some music here. I do want to give a big shout out to my friends. Let me see. I got it here. It's the Vape Cave Smoke and Stuff Store. And it's a local business. It's at 4100 South Cooper Street. Suite 4108 Arlington, Texas out here. They have an Instagram and a Facebook page. They vape. They got all the smoke stuff that you can get. People are doing that these days. Vape pens, you name it, and cartridges. So, hey, you know what? Kick a shout out to them and go and go see them. You know, shop for a gift or two. It is the season of giving, so there you go. Going to play some Sly and the Family Stone, y'all. Check it out. Be right back for that attack. Thank you. 
Hey, this is Pastor Albert and Lady LaVon. Catch our show, Walk the Talk Ministries, every Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. On our show, you'll be able to hear real-life testimonials and real-world experiences, informing, inspiring, educating, uplifting, and encouraging you in your Christian walk. All while having fun and being transparent. So tune in Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for Walk the Talk Ministries. Where we just don't talk about it, we be about it. On FishbowlRadioNetwork.com. Jump in. Hi, this is Diane Marion Eunice, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. For the past nine years, I have worked with over 300 couples in the areas of sexual health, communication, and conflict resolution. If you are interested in rebuilding connection and intimacy with your partner, please contact me today. I can be reached at 682-201-8175, or you can email me at diane at let's talkrelationships.org or visit my website at www.letstalkrelationships.org and remember you can't heal if you refuse to deal camera i keep saying off camera why does that keep coming to my mouth probably because i was an actor for all that time but <laughs> off mic okay that's what i meant to say y'all knew what i meant if not you do now <laughs> i'm talking to carly page y'all how you doing boo boo doing great on this lovely day not too cold not too cold just well, enough to be sweater weather a sweater and hoodie weather and i'm man you know it's like the people in Texas can flip from the girls wearing the shorts to the Ugg boots and then the you know yoga pants like like that you know it's like the day before all this stuff happened I've seen shorts and shirts and you know little spaghetti straps going on and everybody's like hair and ponytails now it's all tucked up under winter hats and hoodies man we don't really have appropriate clothing 
in the South for winter. Y'all just mix and match stuff to you <laughs> to you warm. For me, it's all in my storage unit. I, I have still not been able to go get all my winter clothes out. I have too many clothes, so I have to put my uh, winter clothes in storage and then swap them out, swap out my clothes, my summer and winter clothes. Yeah, <laughs> for my mm. storage unit. Now that's weird because no scratch this. That's not weird. Um, I think when I was a small child, that was kind of the thing. Your summer clothes, your winter clothes, and I get that. And we moved around a lot, so I can see that too. Especially over in Europe, where you had light summers but you had heavy winters, but you weren't a full leaf. You weren't wearing a short sleeve shirt when it was two degrees outside. You're stupid. You know, you, you're gonna have that winter <laughs> clothes. Well, you are. It's just plain cold out there but here where we're not having as much cold and people want to hang on the winter least they can and summer the most that they can whenever this weather now will be about 60 and up they're gonna start wearing shorts until they can't wear them no more but 15 now no y'all cut it <laughs> and complain about it I'm, I'm not a native of texas but i've been here for a while though so now am i a texan um, I don't know. I think you just adopt wherever region you are. <laughs> you become a part of it. You morph into your region. There you go. So I'll take it from there. Back to our subject at hand. Things that we could laugh about and talk about then that we don't laugh and talk about now. Um, I've seen some old clips of Ellen when she came out and said, you know what, I'm gay, you know, and everybody laughed about it and stuff. Back then. <laughs> everyone laughed about it. Yeah, well, because she's a comic. <laughs> we all knew you were. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we already knew. Well, you know, some things are, are as they are. I'm going to leave it at that. But, <laughs> hey, she's also a comic. She meant that in a comedic way, you know. And, of course, she, everybody's like, well, we kind of figure whatever, you know. And she's like, I'm open about it. You know, big thing. I got a wife, you know. Where years ago it had been taboo or you got booed or, you know. It's just weird how we can now say something like that. But when it comes to racial things, when it comes to, I guess, uh, gender, between people being a man and a woman, I was born a man, I'm a woman. I don't even touch that. I'm in a country where people can be free to be what they want to be. It doesn't bother me. So but if you can change your gender, can you change your race? Well, you know what? <laughs> Michael Jackson kind of gave it a, a shot. Yeah, like, I did. mean, really, if you, think about it, if you can change what gender you want to be, you then know obviously, like, like, that's another thing that it's like, biologically, you shouldn't be able to change that. But be, if they're going to let you change your gender, you should be able to change your race. Let's be real. You, they got to even the playing field. You can if you get into the technical aspects <laughs> of it. No, really. The Cherokee Nation says if you're one-eighth Indian, then they will accept you as a Native American. I've heard that before because we did a show with the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma when I was filming Walker, Texas Ranger. And the guy who was telling me this is just as Caucasian as a Caucasian can be. He goes, I know I don't look Indian, but I have one-eighth in me. And they tell me, and they gave him a card saying, I'm Indian. Nice. And he embraces that. I, I don't have a problem with that. You want to be who you want to be, and they say so, and they set the rules on this, fine, you know? But... If you have enough money, you can change a lot of things. That's why I said the Michael Jackson stuff. Yep. I saw a picture of him with the victory toward him and all his brothers, and everybody's got the dark complexion but Michael. Come on. Come on, Michael. I mean, from head to toe, he's almost It just magically you. happened. Come on. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you know. <laughs> Cha-ching happened. You got enough money, you can do that. Why he did that, I don't know. And I'll be the first to tell you, 
they were they are not a bad looking family. Michael Jackson was not a bad looking man. He made himself look bad. He made himself. Look <laughs> he horrible. made himself look bad. He looked he looked fine. He was an attractive yeah. attractive man. Attractive and person, period. Then he just kept getting like weird and. Well, he did the first nose job on the Thriller album. You could see the Off the Wall album. He had a natural nose, and then Thriller had more of a smaller. But it, that that surgery didn't look bad. But he started doing more and then more, and he went from the Thriller complexion to next album was called the Bad album, and that's when he had the light complexion, like overnight. Look at the two album covers; you'll see the difference. I don't know. Be who you are, but don't do that to yourself. Wow. Yeah, obviously it wasn't healthy. No, not by any means. He put a lot of money to look that bad. Yeah, that, and that would suck, investing in <laughs> your what? your uh, decline in appearance. I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I, if I ever had that kind of money, I, I sure as hell would be cutting off my face and cutting off I would just like, you know, if I was going to, if I if I started saying I was going to do stuff like that, I would just hope that people around me would convince me. That would be like, why would you do that? Like, tell me, just say no, you do not do that. Like, not let me. Please do me a favor and not let me do yeah. some weird stuff like that. No, I'll put your money myself. I'll put you <laughs> some crazy stuff like that. Uh-uh, man, that's crazy. And see, that too was considered all right i guess until like now there was oh my god he changes you change that you know you know god wants you to be this way people are protesting saying this is what you're supposed to be and all that we're like well i want to change this for my own and now that's an issue too crazy it really is let people be people but still at one point in time we could laugh about this and wouldn't be offensive now what you say even in the workplace is offensive. You can't tell another person, either same sex or opposite sex, that they look good today. You got a new outfit on. Man, you're going to go to ER, they're gonna, uh, HR, they're going to write you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my god. How dare you compliment your co-workers. For real. Sexual harassment. Exactly. Exactly. That is a hot button issue. Okay, no, I actually literally, okay, I, had, I, I used to work at Forever 21 when I was 19. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy that worked with me that he got suspended for a week for sexual harassment because he kept harassing me and he, like, touched my butt and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they suspended him for a week for coming in my section and touching me and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. I like, I, I was like, I can't work like this. And they were like, that's, sh-, they were like, that's horrible. Instantly suspended for a week and they're like if you do it again like you're done <laughs> and then he just like stayed away from everyone after that but he was weird he was well, weird i will say that if you put your hands on somebody then that that's um you yeah, cross he, like, all kind said of there was like okay? a fuzz or like a hair on my butt and he was just trying to get it off and i was hmm. like what are you saying to me like you could have just told me that like why you are you like, literally about, like come up and why are you concerned about hair on my butt touch my butt exactly like, what about hair on butt, your dude? butt you know i didn't ask for that yeah unwanted butt touching I, I, even in the military we have to say permission to touch your inspection whatever and something on your uniform permission to touch okay they want to make sure if you don't anybody touching you don't do it back in the day you know if you smack somebody backhanded on the behind whatever you know we laughed and giggled boy you do that now you are in court 
Oh my gosh, yeah, I know. I remember, like, as a kid, me and my sister and my cousins, we always used to, like, gang up on one person and just try to spank them. Like, and it's, like, thinking about now, it's, like, oh my god, like, we literally used to just try to, like, gang up and spank each other. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, as a, like, like, as a little kid, it's, like, okay, yeah, they're just being weird. But, like, as an adult, like, okay, let's, let's go around and spank each other. <laughs> it's so yeah, funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> although some people do uh, do do that, let's be real, okay? Let's be well, real. Some people do think that's funny and they do spank, but it's a whole different, it's a whole I, different thing. I, I did that when I worked at the YMCA after school care, because we're playing games, playing tag, whatever. And I wouldn't grab a child, but you know, I backhand swat. You know, somebody you got to spank the kids. Yeah. Dang. Well, no, to spank. <laughs> hey, we all. Hey, they got me good too. You talk about. Uh, it was a little, it bare hand or wooden spoon? No. <laughs> hold on. Like, you know, playing freeze tag or whatever, you know? We all used to wrestle and carry on. And I, I kind of lightly backhanded this one guy to get him to move. And when I turned around him, he smacked me in the back. Like, hey, this is funny. He's like, open hand to my spine. I'm like, that actually kind of stings you, little second grader, you know? And I got home that night going, man, I can't laugh at this. My, my back hurts. That did hit me as hard as he could. He laughed his tail off, you know. I hit Mr. Teacher. I'm like, you're 18, I'd hit you back, you know. But I couldn't do that. Be 18 in my classroom now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get you, you know what I'm saying. But back then you could do that. Back then you could do that. And you're a parent. See, you can't even, quote, unquote, discipline your kids because someone's going to call CPS on you. Oh, actually, um, my, my younger son, when he was two and he started preschool, they actually, I had to sign a thing saying that I would not spank my child at home. Uh, I literally had to sign a thing that said I would not spank my child at home or they would report it to CPS. Okay. Like, that's a joke, uh, to be know. completely honest. I got spanked as a kid with uh, leather belts, um, yeah. spoons, whatever. Yep. I'm not traumatized. It made me not want to get in trouble. Like, really, that's what it, it made me not want to get in trouble. And so I just avoided it at all costs. And my kids are gener- my kids are that, w- are that way, too. I mean, I spanked them at first, you know, when they were really little. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I spanked my kids, you know, well, with yeah. my hand, you know, what? maybe sometimes with a spoon. No, And well, it would be warning first. Okay. But, they would never, you know, I'm never going to leave a mark on my kids. But I feel like sometimes they need to just get the little, the little fear in them, you know. Well, okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on, because kids, kids need structure. You know, kids need a, a swat or two, you know. Hey, I got my own house coming up, you know, and here I'm doing okay. But, you know, my parents wouldn't let me get away with all that craziness because we're going to raise you right, you know. And I'm like, you know, you'll be hitting on me. Yes, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to get you in line because we don't do these certain things. And kids need that structure. But we take the power from the parents. And, like, they're trying to tell you you can't do this to your child. I mean kids use against you it's like hey hey, you're not gonna spank me oh i'm gonna shoot you know what we both oh i won't yeah tell me again we're gonna get this trust me and we we need that because i mean there are kids telling their parents what they're gonna do i had a four-year-old recently a four-year-old okay at this pizza place the mother walked up and said my four-year-old's not gonna eat this it's it's too done for him we we need another one and we're our, my coworkers now. We're looking at this woman like this four year old is going to eat whatever's in front of him. Yeah. Okay. Or he's going to be hungry. You and then he'll he, and then he will eat. <laughs> like this is what you got. This is what we're going to do. And if it ain't good enough, you go get a job and buy your own. But literally got onto the kitchen staff 
because this pizza was a little bit overcooked. It wasn't bad. Seriously, it wasn't like you had to throw away and make another one. It actually looked pretty good because he's a four-year-old's a picky eater. And I know he doesn't like certain things. He will not eat this. You're the mom. Tell him to. Yeah. That's a little extreme. Tell I him think. to. That's a little extreme. Like, so, like, sometimes, you know, if my son orders something and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I don't want it. It's like, well, that's what you ordered. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell you. You know, you're going to have to eat it. Yep. Or just be hungry, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what's going to happen. That's all it is to it. I mean, and dictating to them. You ain't spending money on this food. Yeah. They come out to make sure you're having a good time. You're going to tell them, I'm not going to eat that. I don't think I would have made five <laughs> in my house. Trying to tell them, I'm not going to eat that. No, 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 no. And the rest of the food, I consider the pizza, you know, to the edges, was was cooked fine. She's mad about the edges. Well, like one guy said, you eat the middle, you'd be fine. <laughs> well, the, what kid eats crust anyways? Uh, thank you. You know what I mean? The kids aren't even going to eat the crust. So what, who cares if the crust is a little bit well done because a part of the pizza, kids yeah. aren't going to eat it. Yeah. And it wasn't even burnt black. It was just kind of a, a deeper brown. We all thought of one of the best that came out of the oven. And four-year-olds like, Mommy, I'm not going to eat that. Man, I you're like, gonna be hungry then. <laughs> I feel like the old people back in the day on the TV shows I'm talking about, like the old man with the suspenders, right? With the plaid shirt. Come here, boy. <laughs> Suspense. You, you're not gonna eat what? Suspense. Suspenders, you, you, you know? Gonna, you gonna, Bring you gonna, the suspense. Yeah, you're gonna eat this, okay? <laughs> and that's the end of discussion. It's not gonna happen. I can't believe they told him that. Mama, I'm not gonna eat this. Eat it or wear it. You got kids calling 911. That didn't happen back in the day. You got stuff you can't say on TV, but now it's offensive. Uh, people touch you and stuff like that. That should have never happened to begin with, but sometimes when you're having fun and joking, everybody knows it's a joke, like a hand on the shoulder or something like that. Yeah. shouldn't be offended. But if you don't want anybody touching you behind, I get that because you don't want everybody touching you. I get that. That is more of a line-crossing situation. Line-crossing. And uh, being sent home for a week... Uh, maybe it should have been a month. I mean, you just can't. Well, do that. see, okay. And backstory: this guy, um, his previous job, yeah. uh, who knows how he even got the job? But he he worked at Victoria's Secret and got fired, and that was his last job before coming to Forever Twenty One. Hmm. He was a creep. He liked to work at women's clothing stores and well, be weird with women. <laughs> like I don't know. Okay. Well, on the real, I, I gotta kind of defend this man. I'm gonna tell you why. Because when I worked at Dillard's. Women can be in the men's department doing men's clothing, and I've said this before on a couple of my past shows, that when you measure a man for a fitting, it's always from the you know, cuff of the pant to the fly of the pants. Yes, you have to bring that measuring up to the fly of the man's pants. Otherwise, you're going to have an inaccurate situation with the length. This is how it's measured. And your hand, usually the back of your hand, kind of goes to where the man's junk is, okay? Just... It's always been that way. If a woman can do that, I said then you have a program where women are bra fitters and you actually have to put the breast inside of the cups. I said, well, hell, man, you're touching people. And those are things that are, that's just where they're measured. I said, if a woman can put her hand up there, then a man should be able to be a bra fitter. In all yeah. fairness, yeah. women are doing that and there's no, nobody's complaining about it. 
but it, it's just a double st- there's a lot of double standards between like what men and women can do for sure well, like what's is. acceptable <laughs> well, there is but i'm saying then that process needs to stop then you know and some guys prefer women to wait on them yeah because there are some guys that just the thought of a guy yep. even just slightly yep. touching them yep. it would just be ex- so excruciating that <laughs> that they just don't ever get fitted for anything and see those are it's supposed to be the same fitting for a man as a woman you do the measuring tape like that from the ground up to the fly you know and subliminally you may not think about that but again that's how they're measured kids too got to take that magic going out so yeah you're in a sensitive area on both genders but the women that work there never got complaints never got fired never got told different trained the same way but i said how about a bra fitter why can't men sell women's underwears and they do have men that work at victoria's and, and places like that for that reason balance out saying when men can work here and you know we kind of go for it my boss at the time the store manager he goes you know you got a point you have a point you do have a point. <laughs> Men should be able to sell lingerie. Yeah, but, because hold on, he, hold on. he looked at me. He goes, "And if you get that job, then you have to work with the ones that are seventy and older." <laughs> Next on the agenda, and no one ever asked that question ever again. That's hilarious. You get the ones that are seventy and older. That's what he said. <laughs> Yep. You're going to have that one. <laughs> You're going to have it. <laughs> That's what he said. That is what he said. So we left it right there. That's hilarious. End of story. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> what are you laughing about over there? See, you can laugh about that now. See, you say that in the story, you know, oh my God, discrimination. He won't fit us, <laughs> he won't touch us. He won't touch my body. Well, That's not what? normally what you hear. It's usually the other way around. He yep. wants not touching me. <laughs> yep. That, see He's that? touching me. It's, it's the world we live in, man. I'm telling you. It's the world we live in, Jack. Woo. Yeah, oh. you got to be real careful. Real careful. Yeah. Got to be. In any situation. You got to be real careful when, when it comes to all that. And also... Um, when you have to physically have your hands on people, um, we can't control that. Again, things have to be that way. Unless they got some machine that we don't, I don't know about that will measure people here and there safely. It's been done that way since I was itty bitty boy. Measure tape. My grandma used to, you know, measure from the ground up. People do that. Tuxedos, measure ground up. It's always been done like that. And then they go around the chest sometimes to get the, for the coats and stuff. You know, you have to touch the body at one point in time for certain things. But he touched me wrong. She touched me wrong. You put their hand down here. Well, you have to to be and get the most accurate measurements possible. But no one's protesting them in stores. But yet he looked at me across the way, and therefore HR is going to say, "Up, oh, you know what, take a week's vacation. You blinked at her. Can't do that. Uh, you, you say it's your allergies or, or your contacts fell out. We don't believe that. You blinked at her twice. It's code. <laughs> you know? It's code. We know it. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> you were flirting with your You're eyes. Sending her Morse code through blinking. You sure were. <laughs> it spelled out, I like you. And she got, We're on to you. She, yeah, she got offended <laughs> by it, you know? Craziness. Where we live in, people. Top of the hour. We'll be right back for that attack, y'all.
Did you know that Proverbs 31 woman was also an entrepreneur? It's true, but somehow we struggle to embrace our businesses as the God-anointed ventures they truly are. Well, I'm Tiana B. Clewis, executive pastor and owner of a multi-million dollar consulting firm, and I want to invite you to join me on Saturday, October 1st at Ambitious Dreamers, The Pouring. Claim your seat at www.thepouring.life so you can be equipped with the practical and biblical strategies you need to embrace your business as a means of financial abundance and ministry. Space is limited, so register now at www.thepouring.life Did you know that Proverbs 31 woman was also an entrepreneur? It's true, but somehow we struggle to embrace our businesses as the God-anointed ventures they truly are. Well, I'm Tiana B. Clewis, executive pastor and owner of a multi-million dollar consulting firm, and I want to invite you to join me on Saturday, October 1st at Ambitious Dreamers, The Pouring. Claim your seat at www.thepouring.life so you can be equipped with the practical and biblical strategies you need to embrace your business as a means of financial abundance and ministry. Space is limited, so register now at www.thepouring.life. The Nashville Sound meets the soul of Memphis. The CMA New Artist of the Year and shares a drink with his superstar buddy from the home of the blues. Get your feet, Nashville. First, Chris Stapleton, and it's Justin Timberlake.
just to get close to you We burn something today And I'll run for miles just to get a taste
Yeah, man. A little old school right there. Bringing it back. Michael Cooper in a group called Confunction. Doing a little fun there. Yeah. Okay. Ah, yeah. It's that time we did a Brownie Locks calendar, you know. We're getting to more holidays now. Uh, the key to this, as I have figured it out, this is just my own research and stuff, is that when you create holidays, and I have over 20 holidays, yes, I do, that you don't do well closer to the major holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, stuff like that. Everybody is too much in tune for that. That's why I made the statement earlier at the first hour. The commercials are there. Everything is there. Everybody's talking about Christmas. It's, it's, it's that big. Everything else is like, well, it's kind of there, but we don't care. You know, Christmas is where it's all at, you know. And then January is very boring. People are broke. <laughs> Tax time. It's cold. So, you know what? Have your holidays, spring and summer. Trust me. Fall and winter, not so much. It just doesn't work. So if you're going to make a holiday, I tell people to go to this calendar. You will find out how to do it, how to get your own. But be strategic about it. I'm here to tell you. Because after we had Veterans Day here recently, nothing's going to happen until Thanksgiving. And that gets overshadowed because Christmas just bombards that too. But we only have 30 days technically to celebrate Christmas. The 30 days of Christmas, whatever. Then we have to reset and recalibrate until Valentine's. I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> but we got holidays to celebrate now. So with that being said... We're at the Brownie Locks calendar. Check it out. All my holidays are on this calendar. You know, they're certified, and um, they also put them in your name. They'll, you know, legally have them there, bond it, and stuff like that. You know, I like that. No one can take it from me. So, what is this month? Hmm. November. This is National Alzheimer's Disease Month, National COPD Month, National Diabetic Month, which I find kind of funny because people eat a lot of food and that might contribute to people having <laughs> being diabetic no coincidence national impotency month you know that's that's an issue it really is and you know, they got things that are helping that out there so you know what you go there you might find some help there you go uh let's see pet diabetic month pta healthy lifestyles month and premature uh prematurity baby awareness month is also this month Last time, Carly laughed at me because I said it's a sweet potato month. And you know what? <laughs> sweet, sweet potato sweet. awareness. It sure is. That was the awareness part is what got me. <laughs> Are you aware we have sweet potatoes? <laughs> Be aware. Very aware. Be aware we have sweet potatoes. I mean, that's just what we got, you know, so. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Uh, let's see. Okay, what? It's also vegan month. I don't know. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I'm I couldn't. I would die probably. I'd probably die. I, I would have to because I'm sorry. I, I'm a carnivorous man. I'll chase me a cow with a fork. I could man. probably do an all meat diet. All meat. Yeah, it's called keto. And uh, oh, really? That's what like the that. diet is? Well, in it's some all aspects, meat? yeah. And um, okay, I think I could do that diet. There was another meat diet too that one guy had. I can't think of what it was. Starting with an A, whatever. Uh, Atkins was about all meat and proteins. And people lost a lot of weight. In fact, well, he died. He died from the diet. <laughs> well, some speculate that. That's, oh, I know. Some, shoot. Spe some speculate that. That's kind of weird. <laughs> See, that's not funny. We're laughing Death at Death by it. diet. Yeah, really. The diet he created, the Atkins diet. Oh, well. Ah, let's see. This is uh, National Split Pea Soup Week. It's also National Cider Week. That is actually one of my holidays right there. Uh, it's also National Education Week, National Farm City Week, and uh, what's this word here? 
National Family Week and National Game and Puzzle Week is also coming up right there. So, yeah, we got those things to celebrate. Uh, let's see. On the daily celebration, we go back to the 13th, actually. 13th was Sandwich Day. There was a lot of ads about people getting and buying sandwiches for that day. So when it gets colder, I eat a lot of soup and sandwiches. That's when I really jam on that. Hearty food, movies, Netflix at the house, feed up, soup, sandwich. Trust me, I'm there. I'm all about that. So that was on the 13th. Uh, the 14th was American Teddy Bear Day. Okay. Uh, National Pickle Day. I did post that on my Facebook. National Spicy Guacamole Day. It's on the 14th. Ooh. I love guacamole. And for some reason, they have International Selfie Day. Even though I'm, I'm National Selfie Day, they have International Selfie Day on the 14th. On the bigger scale. Yeah, but no one did it. See what I'm saying? No one talks about it. But National, <laughs> we love it. We love it. Uh, let's see. That was okay. And then on the 15th, which was yesterday, it was Steve Irwin Day. National Ooh, Clean Out Your Refrigerator Steve Day. Irwin Day. National Bunt Pan Day. A little Bunt Pan to make those little pound cakes with, you know. <laughs> Family Day and American Recycles Day. Today is National Check Your Windshield Wipers Day. Okay. <laughs> Teddy Bear Day. And that's about the only cool holidays they've got. A GIS Day. Geog- Geographic Information Systems Day is also today. Yeah. Apparently that's important. Apparently it's somebody... Put that on for a reason unknown. I don't know why that is. So I'm going to play another song. We're going to come back and uh, talk to my good friend over there about what's going on with her and everything else about the business. You heard about it last week. We're going to talk about it again this week. There you go.
way to ride. Don't even need to run. Don't even have to drive. Just slide, slide, slippity slide. Just forget about your troubles and your nine to five. And just sail on. That's what you do. Just sail on. Now the you so fucking hey, what do you think? What is it called? It's called a lakeside strength. I'm talking to Carly. Uh, she's going to be uh, doing what she does on my show because I always like inviting people back, but she's fun to be around. She is decked out in black and yellow today. She's got a little matching outfit on. She's all snuggled up because she's like, it's cold outside. And for Texans, it's cold. For Texans. Not people up north who laugh at us when we get the 50-degree weather. But you know what? People who aren't used to it, then there might be a little bit of an issue. I like it. I get to wear my jackets, my scarves, and whatever that is. You know, I just... I like fall and winter. I do. Now, let's get this established now before I go another further, okay? I said I like cold. I don't like cold and wind. Oh, that's the worst. I like the cold, but I don't, I don't like it when it's cold and windy. Yeah, get that yeah. wind out of here. Because the wind has its own way of just, just cutting through you, see? Yeah. Whereas if it's just cold and it's just stagnant and not much going on, I can, I can get with that, you know? But boy, that. You open a door and it kind of flops open and comes at you. And old man Winter's blowing his breath at you like a cold sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that's that's I don't like that. <clears throat> but cold itself, yeah. So now y'all know where I stand, plain and simple. So yeah, okay. This is my friend. Uh, she does what she does, and she's got a lot of things going on and stuff, and. All the, you know, she travels and she, you know, puts it out there, plain and simple. This is what you do. So, uh, recently you mentioned that somebody you are now friends with is kind of in, into the business and stuff. And I do shows like this because, again, if you're going to do something like this, you got to do it right. Because there are a lot of people out there that are going to wrong do you. They're going to take money from you. They're going to be in unsafe places. 
this is a business. Everybody thinks it's all fun and games, and it, it, it can be, but it's a business. At the end of the day, you're there to make money. You're there to promote. You're there to be safe, whether it be STD testing, whether it be locations. And it's really worse for women than it is for men with people pretending to be producers and directors and so forth. So we want to put that safety shield on there to really put it out there. So uh, with the friend you say that's starting out, you know, you give her some pointers and stuff. When people, quote, unquote, want to get in the business, what are some of the things they need to be aware of? Um, that, I mean, really a big part of ensuring success and opportunities when you're trying to self-book and um, not get in with an agency or anything like that, that mm -hmm. you need to be social media networking, whatever, all that stuff. It's very important to make yourself a presence online that people can search for. Because if you're not putting yourself out there, you know, um, mm -hmm. people are never going to find you and you're not going to be successful about it. It's really, it's just pushing yourself out there as a, you know, a personality and, mm -hmm. you know, someone that people search for. That is true even in the vanilla side of the business because uh, as a full-time actor, my agent said, you're going to find things on your own, which meant that. A, I can self-book, and B, she doesn't get a commission on it. Only the things that she found me, you know, she got 10% commission across the board. So, yeah, you're going to find things that if you are with an agent or not that you can self-book yourself with. But I guess what I'm trying to say is when you self-book, like, how do you secure the finances? Like, is there a deposit or you get paid after the fact or do you do it beforehand is it cash whatever because people want to know all that because again there's some people who probably did the act and someone made all this up oh, it wasn't good too bad you know it's happened before I'm yeah sure. i mean that that is a risk that can happen but a lot of times it's like that's when like your your social media presence comes in because if you're going if someone books you for a shoot and you see they have an established page they're working with other people they're not gonna just oh, you film something and then they're not because you're going to say that on social media. The people are going to see that and then nobody's sure. going to want to work. They're going to give themselves a bad reputation. It's just, and then on top of that, um, really, um, if you should get paid before you sign any you documents go. that release the rights to them. Yeah. So if you've already signed all of your releases and stuff, you need to be paid when you do that because... Mm -hmm. If you know, if you sign all that stuff, and then all of a sudden they say, "Oh, well, you know, I have what I need out of it," and yep. you know, but that that's never happened to me before. So I mean, yeah, it's happened to other people. It's though. just if you're not vetting, but but like, like I said, the whole social media thing is like is like a ver. It just verifies you as the you know, these are real people that are working with other real people. They have you know people you know sharing yep. their experiences with them on social media and sure. so it's not just some random person off craigslist or whatever it's <laughs> all done through like networking through you know social media oh yeah social media is big for a lot of things and the, there's still a parallel between the adult side plus you know and the vanilla side and regular acting because same thing you know we have to sign disclaimers you have to do that you got to sign a release uh, you know for commercials you know especially if it's a commercial product you know you're doing a seven up commercial whatever you got to make sure hey it's licenses and all that stuff 
You know, the only difference really between R-rated movies and X-rated movies is penetration. And I've said that before because that's what my instructor told me in school. But he's right. Your love scenes that people do, A-list actors are known for doing love scenes. And if they get naked on camera, people applaud them. But if you give them an adult toy, then, oh, my God, they're this and they're that. And people protest them. And it seems to be the line right there. Because everybody who is in Hollywood, they're always dressed up on the red carpet Someone's like, man, I'd like to see that naked, or man, I want to date her or him, whatever. We're attracted to that because Hollywood has an image of people being better looking than the average person. And, you know, they get into situations where sometimes nudity is called for, and no one says a damn thing about it. But on the adult side, the people who get the flack are the performers, not the producers, not the writers, not the lighting guy, not the makeup person. It's always the performers, so... I'm giving y'all a fair shot on the mic is what I'm doing. So <laughs> talking about this, it may not be for everybody, but this is what you do. But you're doing it as a business, and that's cool. So let me ask you this, because I've heard this from other people saying they answer an ad. They're starting out. They're getting whatever talk they're getting. They might even get a deposit saying, we'll pay you this much, at least to cover expenses, gas, and a little money in your pocket. And you get the address, and you show up, and it's like, a hotel with the neon lights coming off and it's like in a very bad part of dallas like you know harry hines or something um, and they want you to film that night <laughs> that's a big no that's a big i would just say no like um i'm not gonna do that and then but but the thing is is if somebody comes to you with that proposal let's shoot under these circumstances mm-hmm. i would just i would never say yes i would be like Okay, I wouldn't take that person seriously. Yeah. I wouldn't take them seriously because if you're not like funding a production that is going to uh sell, then, I mean, cuz really hmm. not a lot of people want to see a disgusting cockroach hotel in the background. It almost <laughs> it looks like it, it looks like some like escort situation, like low-end escort situation or whatever. Uh-huh. But um yeah, no. Like if uh I mean, really location does say a lot about it too. Like, you know, if if they pick a really crappy hotel, which I've never had anybody. I mean, and I've never even had to say no to something like that because I've never had somebody Sure. try to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it exists. It's it like, does exist, and I know a lot of girls deal with stuff like that, but I don't know. I just <laughs> I, I want to I feel like I have exceptional intuition on things, mm-hmm. and I mean, a lot of girls do go through a lot of like traumatic things happening, whatever you know, doing For sex real? work, being in the industry. But like, I can't say that I've had anything traumatic happen to me. Because everybody always hears about the bright side of, hey, this is a production, this is a film, you can download it here, and everybody sees that. It's like in radio, they they hear me, but they don't see like the stuff that happened earlier you know if there's a failure we put it back together you know if there's a, a blip or a bleep whatever you know a disruption we you know fix it we have a text that are behind the scenes fixing stuff even when you're watching the news broadcast <coughs> cut off because something's wrong you know you don't see the directors the camera people the ad's and all that stuff like that the grips and the graphs uh and the you know people who do all that stuff you don't see that you just know what is glamorized uh, what has been promoted the big names up and coming and then it's like everybody was trying to get to that point, like struggling actors, struggling musicians, still trying to get that achievement with their craft kind of thing. There's a lot more out there people don't know, and we're exposing that to them today. So if you go to a shoot, 
Not necessarily in a bad neighborhood or a bad location, like you said, bad set, whatever. Because there are a lot of productions that are done in hotels. Because they say, yeah. no, no, we're about clean up. You know, they, they clean them every day, whatever. A lot of good hotels have good settings. I walked to some that I'm just staying by myself for a trip going, man, this hotel is banging. You know, some have hot tubs in them and stuff like that. You know, the suites, you upgrade mm-hmm. them and get the better amenities. And a lot of production happens there. So it's like, okay, you know, it's a reputable place. It's safe. It's in a good location. There's a person at the desk. They got security. My car's good, blah, blah, blah. But you get in there, and someone just simply has a cheap phone, not even an iPhone. But they're like, we're going to film on this. <laughs> uh, sometimes they call that a guy with camera. Um, yep. Okay, so although I, yep. will, I will say that if you have a flagship phone, you can get just as good, sometimes even better quality yep. than on just a, a camera. I mean, so it really depends. If it's a cheap phone, immediately guy with camera. Yep. And a lot of times, if it's just a phone, um, I mean, usually you want to at least have one yeah. more than one device recording. I mean, ideally, like if you're, you know, funding... You know, if you're funding a little production, you wanna you sure. wanna have multiple camera camera angles. But like, yeah, I mean, sometimes that. It, but I mean, you know, mm-hmm. for me, I guess the, some people's style of of shooting, and it's like if they have a an established website, they're paying me um, sure. the rate to um, film. Then, mm-hmm. you know, it's whatever. I mean, if that's the kind of content they want to produce, then that's fine. Yeah. But personally, like for me, I. I do like uh, when there's a little bit more to it than just the POV. Hold up. I don't even really like POV, to be completely honest. I like when there's an actual separate cameraman. Not just things on, or woman, whatever. But, like, not just, like, everything on a tripod or, or, you know, just being held by the male. I like it whenever it's, like, the the people being filmed are not the ones holding the camera. Yeah, the DP, director of photography, that does all that stuff. Uh, We talked about that in school, most things being on a three-camera angle because that was the uh, catalyst of when TV was actually in film back in the day. In fact, the person who actually made that famous, believe it or not, has been uh, Desi and Lucy. I Love Lucy, the show. They mm-hmm. were the first to do three camera angles, and they had a hell of a lot of success. And people said, well, if they do that, we do that. Even in the news broadcast, you'll see three cameras moving around on your live networks, believe it or not. It's all because of them going way back in the history of filming. And in most film productions, you're going to have at least two cameras. You know, your A camera and your B camera, as they call it, your main camera and your side camera and stuff. So it shows people that, yes, you're a creative and you are serious about this. Or if you have one camera, sometimes you got to make that one camera work and just redo the same scene over again with this camera at a different position. Tripods, don't get me wrong, they do what they're supposed to do. Stability. The fuzziness and the shakiness of a camera, man, it drives me insane knowing that there are devices that you can have to eliminate that, to stabilize it. Well, and that's even whenever it comes to, when you when you're shooting with a flagship phone, a lot of flagship phones have the, the settings within the video to be yep, able to stability. just stabilize it on its own oh yeah you know so everybody's like what's you know all this got to do with that well hell better shooting better trained people equals better production typically opposed to like you said a guy holding the phone and okay we're in this hotel and i got the hour rate instead of the daily rate (laughs) (laughs) some hotels do rent by the hour people if they do do they do 
They do. Like, you see that, you run like hell. Don't want to be a part of that equation. So there you go. So um, Now, what are some of the, like, the biggest, because there are companies out there that are, like, really big that do what they do in adult industry. What was one of the biggest ones you've ever worked for? Facial abuse. And they're located where? New Jersey. Now, that's strange, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I know that L.A., Vegas, and Florida, particularly South, are big in the industry. But how does New Jersey come out being on top? Because uh, New York. I mean, New York is a big spot. True. And uh, really, it's just it's right by it's just right there, right up on New York. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> my my cousins in Jersey, they swear by New York. Okay. All the football team, but I said, no, y'all are in Jersey. Y'all are that little itty bitty piece of land next to this big, you know, state everybody kind of likes more than they like Jersey. And we always argue about that all the time because of the crime rate in Jersey, and you know they don't have a lot of money there. Where New York, boom, it's banging. Of course, you got Philly to your left too. They call it tri-state mm-hmm. area. And I'm like, well, you guys don't have much. Sorry, you know, you, you don't. But Jersey's got a, a place that's banging, man. Hey, more power to them. Yeah, more yeah. power to them. I mean, New York is actually probably my favorite spot to go now. And I feel like Times Square is somewhere everyone should go at least once in their life. It's just, yeah. it's something to experience. It's a really cool place. Never been there, but I, I do plan on going there just for that experience. My uh, friend I used to date, um, she went there for a potential medical um, procedure. And I had to go to a family reunion with my family, and she wanted me to go. I said, it'd be the perfect time to go, but I said, I, I got to take care of my family. And she said, it was crowded, it was crazy, and, you know, she wants to go back and revisit things that uh, she couldn't get to. But, hey, yeah, you're right. They got a lot of things up there. And this time of year, as you know, it's cold as hell. Mm-hmm. Colder than it is here now. But, man, I think Jersey had production. Okay. You ever done production in Vegas? Not yet. I actually, um, I've been talking with some people um, who are going to be going to the uh, Avians, just other, like, uh, talent and stuff. And um, we're talking about, like, pitching in on an Airbnb and stuff. So I definitely want, I I think I'm going to try to go out there for that and um, do some things while, you know, there's a bunch of people in town. Yeah. They, they frequently have those conventions out there. Uh, Vegas has every convention there is anyway, but, you know, they also have the brothels and stuff that are legal. And I kind of got a little bit of feedback when I mentioned that on a show years ago. And the reason I mentioned it is because they regulate it out there. You know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong to do what people do, but the thing is when you have the state and the medical portion of it where people are tested, you know, they have protection, people are going to do what they're going to do. And we're talking about safety for the talent. Yeah, why not make it safe? People are going to do it anyways, make it safe. Exactly. We're not advocating for it. We're just saying they're doing it in a way that is working for everybody because if not, then there are people, you know, in back alleys getting shanked and and doing drugs and carrying on, end up dead, whatever. Things go wrong, whatever. You know, regulate it. Make it safe. It doesn't make it right. But I'm saying that's up to the person that does what they do. If you don't like it, then don't do it. You don't have to go to these places. But I know Vegas has got a good success rate with that, except for the guy who ran the brothels. I know you heard about that. I don't really know too much about the brothels. Oh, this the guy had all of them. Like, he ran them all, and he you know, was, was doing what he did with them. And on top of that, he was actually running for governor, and then he had a heart attack and died. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, wow. did he? How did he have a heart attack? Uh, <laughs> At the brothel? They, they didn't say. <laughs> he had a heart attack. But, here, you know, they had a... Uh, I can go ahead and say it because I wasn't there. They had an RNC convention there, Republican National Convention. 
Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, some of the clients went over to this brothel, right? <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, okay. Like, oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. like crazy. Uh, I can't done goofed. <laughs> yeah. And one dude's like, well, I was invited there. Well, yeah, you're invited there. Well, I had no idea what it even was. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah, I went, but I only had a drink with the guy. Yeah, what'd you do after you had that drink? See, people want to know because they got big time bust. I'm talking big time busted all these really conservative people wearing suits and stuff talking about family values and they're over there at this ranch i'm like uh huh yeah okay the, all those the, a lot of times the conservative guys are just they're kind of on the dl freaks you know <laughs> they're not that conservative let's be real all, all we know is they, they tried to backpedal that one. It has a lot of press on that one. And yes, people, you can find the clips on YouTube or go into the archives online. But I found it so funny that the one they were talking about, because I can't remember his name. I just remember he's a white dude with glasses on, and he was like looking in the camera, really saying one totally different thing at the RNC convention. But yet, he spent like not one, but two days at this ranch, okay? This brothel. A bunny ranch? Yeah. Whatever the name of it was, he was there. Because that dude who was running was also Republican. He says, I'm going to treat all my friends to a night out. In fact, you want to see my place? Well, let's go. And they boarded the party buses and stuff. And they went out there. So it's like they weren't even driving. So you were driven to this ranch. You went inside of this ranch. What you did in there, no one really knows unless you happen to be there. But when you walk out. What happens in the ranch stays in the ranch. Yeah, apparently not, because someone tried to find out. <laughs> <laughs> a little peeking and stuff. Yeah. Get out of here. That's like, that's what y'all do in Vegas, huh? Yeah, I don't think he's married anymore either. But this is funny that they went out there for have a drink. Like President Clinton said, he smoked pot but didn't inhale. Okay. So. Oh, oh, oh. The Clintons, they're really something. Let's be real. Well, let's be real with the whole generation, okay? Everybody <laughs> smokes a little pot, okay? It's just, yeah, the chemicals are in your mouth. You didn't inhale. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> if what you say, your lungs can't confess. Everyone should smoke pot. Let's be real. Hey, but your lungs can't <laughs> confess. So you can't get a confession out of them if, if you had pot in it or not. But I just know that at that ranch in Vegas where it's regulated, the only spot you can go to in the 50 states, those guys walked in there. <laughs> walked out not one, but two days later. Oh, okay. They didn't just accidentally stumble in there and come out, come right out. No, it It was over time. Two days later. Oh, what am I doing here? Yeah, I thought you had to go back to Washington. I will say the flight got delayed. We're going to stay right here. Yeah, right. Oh, the flights got canceled. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes you wonder. So, yeah, that might be something you can investigate for us. Say, what happens out there? Find some talent. Put them on my microphone. We want to find out what goes on in that ranch. Yeah, I'll see. I'll yeah. go out there. I'll do all the dirty work. Oh, man. I can't believe she said dirty work on my show. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing about this, too. That's crazy. What am I going to do, man? But anyway, yeah, you can check. Uh, give me your Twitter handle. Oh, yeah. Um, you can uh, find me on Twitter. I'm the most responsive. And uh, it is uh, Cardog, O-G, K-A-R-D-A-W-G, capital O, capital G. That's how you find her on Twitter, you guys. And if you want to find my social media, just go to DJ Rick Holidays with an S dot com. Uh, there's a link on there with all my holidays that I have, djrickholidays.com. Also, with my Facebook's on there. My Instagram is on there. Uh, Instagram is Rick Shots, R-I-C-K-S-H-O-T as in Tom, Z as in Zebra, 66. That is uh, my Instagram, of course, and my Twitter is at Rick Shots. 
R-I-C-K-S-H-O-T-Z. I actually got that name because I was filming a movie back in the day, independent movie, that I was actually directing. And my name, because I was a bartender, was Shots with the Z because I lived in Germany a lot of people do that with their names instead of S-H-O-T-S so you're getting shots like you're getting inoculated or something said, no man put a Z on that so I just called myself shots and I had a email address for people to find me so I put my first name Rick Shots and my then vocalist in the band that I had she said look that is the ultimate musician's name Rick Shots you gotta start calling yourself that Nah, I like the name people call me now. <laughs> no, no, she goes, it's really cool. You know, use it stuff. So it's been that all over social media since she coined the phrase. And on top of that, she was a cute redhead anyway. So I figured she thought it was cute that it was worth keeping to a degree. So, yeah. Rick Shots. Nice. It does sound kind of cool, I think. Yeah, it does. It does. It has an edge to it. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to use for it after that. I might name my next song after. I don't know. <laughs> so, will you come back and see me again, sweetheart? Of course. And tell your partner in crime from Florida, man, when she's ever back in town, she can come back, too. Because she helped make the show last time y'all were here. Right on. She was funny. She was on time. Her, her timing was impeccable. Yeah, she had a good time. Yeah, I can tell, man. She had my Rice Krispie treat, too. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fire. Uh, yeah, she's got a lot of fire. She's the pistol, we'll say, right? We'll leave it at that. Anyway. <laughs> well, I will see you guys next time. It'll be a week before Thanksgiving. And I still like doing live shows. Everybody else is going to be baking and doing what they do and whatever that may be for the holiday. You know, I ain't got a problem with that. You know what? I like doing live shows. So I promise unless, I don't know, something happens on the weather or whatever, but I will be back doing what I do because I love doing live shows, even if it's a holiday. And then we go into it at that point, plain and simple. We're going to have ourselves a damn good time. I will see you guys next time, Car Dog. I will see you next time, too. Thank you. We'll see you soon, guys. Bye-bye. There's a soul in the city watching over us tonight. There's a soul in the city. There's a Listen to the
nine, she was gripping on me tight, screaming Hercules. and internet radio host, it's time to take your show to the next level. Hi, my name is Sammy G, a 30-plus year radio broadcasting veteran, public speaker, and voiceover artist. And for the last 11 years, now the proud owner of Fishbowl Radio Network, the largest and most listened to streaming platform and radio station facility of its kind. Two years ago, I created a proprietary system to help podcasters and internet radio hosts learn how to program their show like the pros, build a constantly growing and loyal fan base, and monetize their show. I teach this system every six weeks via Zoom to individuals all over the world. The Behind the Mic Masterclass is six one-hour classes that will finally take your show to the next level. Call today, 817-633-4880, 817-633-4880, and reserve your seat for the next Behind the Mic Masterclass. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. (laughs) Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Fishbowl Radio Network. FBRN.US. Jump in. Taste like sweet red wine and a pretty lace. Go to heaven 
every time She got a gentle way that puts me at ease And when she walks in a room I can hardly breathe Got a devastating smile like a grown man to his knees So come on and feel it It blows me away She's everything I want to say to a woman But I couldn't find the words to say Every time I try to tell her I feel it comes out I love you You got whatever it is You know I've never been the type They would ever want to stay Bring them home at night And they're gone the next day But that all changed When she walked into my life People ask her why this tell them I don't know That just something about the woman makes my heart go haywire She's gonna be my wife She got one of them It throws me away She's everything I wanna say to a woman But I couldn't find the words to say She got one of them I don't know what to do Every time I try to tell her I feel it comes out I love you You got whatever it is She loves me I'm on top of the world It's when she loves me No, I can live forever And when she loves me I am untouchable She got one of them It goes me away She's everything I want to say to a woman But I couldn't find the words to say Every time I try to tell her I feel it comes out I love you, I do You got whatever it is Oh, you got whatever it is We go together Better than birds of a feather You and me We change the weather Yeah I've been dancing on top of cars and stumbling out of bars Follow you through the dark, can't get enough You're the medicine and the pain, the tattoo inside my brain And maybe you know it's obvious I'm a sucker for you For you, yeah. Don't complicate it, yeah. 
just part of my manners Girl, how you shake it, gotta play a life It's a Kodak moment, let me go and get my camera All I wanna know is Sexy, can I hit it from the front? Then I hit it from the back? Know you like it like that? Then we take it to the bed, then we take it to the floor Then we chill for a second, then we jack at it just pardon my manners Girl, how you shake it, gotta play a life It's a cold act moment, let me go and get my camera All I wanna know is hey, Love mama, it's your boy Youngin G5 dipping Louis Vuitton luggage hey, Gotta love it, your boy so fly And all the ladies go winning, winning, go fly on the feet, Mark Jacob on the thigh. She wanna ride or die with your boy in the shot. That's right. So I let her kiss the prince, her boyfriend. She ain't missed him since. Sexy, can I just pardon my manners? Girl, how you shake it? Gotta play a life. It's a cold act moment. Let me go and get my camera. All I wanna know is sexy, can I keep it on the low? Got a girl at the crib. We can take it to the Momo. You can bring a friend. Or you can so we can take a Baby, when we make love is like I don't know what you mean It's like, but shawty, all I wanna know is Sexy can I, sexy can I Visit you at work When you sliding down the pole No panties, no shirt Then you climb back up the pole Then you drop and do the splits You make that booty talk Baby, damn you want some new shit Make it rain in the club oh, You know, I know what you mean It's like with me Just pardon my manners Girl, how you shake it, gotta play a life It's a cold act moment, let me go and get my So when I give it to her, I know that she ain't selling See, I'm a go-getter, and she a go-getter You already know she is can I send for you red eye? Fresh out the pool, no towel, let it air dry. And if you ain't, you ain't the night, then you can watch that tour bus go by. Sexy can I just pardon my manners? Girl, how you shake it, gotta play a life. Cold that moment, let me go and get my camera. All I wanna know is sexy can I hit it from the front, then I hit it from the back. Know you like it like that? Then we take it to the bed, then we take it to the floor. For a second, then we back at it some more Sexy, can I just part my man? Girl, how you shake it, gotta play a life It's a cold act, let me go and get my camera I wanna know I just wanna have some fun You know, I wanna have some too Hey, can I just have some fun? We about to turn the mansion out And we can do it with the cameras out
people think that the physical things define what's within. And I've been there before. That life's a ball, so full of the superficial. Bye-bye. 
but nevertheless I was pleased. I was pleased. My day was going great and my soul was at ease until a group of brothers, brothers. started bugging out, Fuckin drinking out. the 40 ounce, the 40 going ounce. the nigga round, disrespecting my black queen, black queen. holding their crotches and being obscene. obscene. At first I ignored them, cause see I know the type. Know they the got drunk, they what? got guns, and yes what? they wanna fight. They wanna fight. And they see a young couple having a time that's good.
thought that I've been hurt before But no one's ever left me quite this sore Your words cut deeper than a knife Now I need someone to breathe me back to life Calling you my lover Move on You watch me bleeding till I can't breathe Shaking, falling onto my knees And now that I'm without your kisses I'll be needing stitches Tripping over myself Aching, begging you to come out And now that I'm without your kisses I'll be needing stitches Just like Drawn to a flame Oh, you lured me in I couldn't sense the pain Your bitter heart cold to the touch Now I'm gonna reap what I sow I'm left seeing red on my own Got a feeling that I'm going under But I know that I'll make it out Calling you my lover Move on You watch me bleeding till I can't Gonna wind up dead. Wow.